are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. I think we'll add some light to what we're saying here. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, and we'll read down several verses. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made of himself no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. Now this tells you that he was simply born in the earth in a physical flesh, blood, and bone body like any man. He had a body like a man. He stripped himself. Actually, the Greek says it similar to this, made of himself no reputation. He stripped himself of his divine power when he came to the earth. He came here as a man to live on the earth as a man. Now, he was actually the Word of God personified in flesh form. Jesus actually came to this earth to show us what God's Word could do on this planet earth in a physical flesh, blood, and bone body. Now, his body gave him the authority, but God furnished the anointing. So it says, Being found in the fashion of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. Now, you notice in the King James, the word things there is added by the translator. They just added that to try to get it to fill out the sentence. But now we know that things don't have knees. <laughs> you know, a tree doesn't have a knee. A telephone pole doesn't have a knee. So he's talking about beings. A better translation would be beings in heaven, beings in earth, and beings under the earth, which actually outlines the three worlds that we have authority in. If you're born again, you actually have dominion in three worlds of existence. Beings in heaven, beings in earth, and beings under the earth. In other words, we have authority to summons the aid of angels and heavenly intervention on this earth in our behalf. Through prayer, through speaking the word of God, through understanding the keys of the kingdom and acting on the dominion that God has given us we can summon supernatural intervention in the earth. And then right on the other hand, on this earth we have authority and dominion through the name of Jesus, see. Beings in heaven, beings in earth, and beings under the earth, which would include the principalities, the powers, and the rulers of the darkness. Now, I believe it in one of the scriptures there in Ephesians where it talks about principalities and powers. It says, spirits without bodies. These are evil spirits without bodies. And a spirit being in this earth without a physical body can do very little on this planet. Very little that they can do. Unless you allow them to do it. So we actually have dominion over, exactly like God said, total dominion over principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness. If we would exercise that dominion. But now, you see, just because it says that in the Bible does not necessarily mean it's going to happen to you. We have to believe it, and we have to act on it. 
And besides that, you have to go over it and over it and confess it until it becomes a part of you, until you know your dominion, until it is something that is just born inside you. It just becomes a part of you. The Scripture, the living Word of God can actually become a part of you. Just like the Bible says the Word became flesh, God's words of promise can really become flesh in you. Until you couldn't get it out of you no more than you could get your arm off of your shoulder. It's just a part of you. It'll literally become a part of you. Now, here he says he made of himself no reputation. He took on him the form of a servant made in the likeness of men. Being found in the fashion of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God highly exalted him, giving him a name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. Now, for years I read this, and I don't know how I did it. I mean, you know, you just read it and say, Glory to God, every knee will bow to Jesus. Now, that's what I call Sunday school ideas. I got that idea in Sunday school somehow. I don't know how, but I got the idea that every knee was going to bow to Jesus. But it didn't say that. It said every knee will bow to the name of Jesus. And he gave us his name to use. Now, let's follow this on down. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, beings in heaven, beings in earth, beings under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Someone said, well, yeah, but you see, that's going to happen, you know, later on, sometime in the pie in the sky. But it's not. As you read on down here, it brings it into focus that it's something that happens here in this earth. The name of Jesus is to be used here, not in heaven. Now, if we'll take this in the light of what the Scripture says, then we can operate in the dominion that God has given us. Just because we have authority does not mean you'll exercise it. Now, let's take, for instance, Adam in the beginning. Here's a man that had authority to have total and complete dominion over the earth. He stood there before Satan when he came in the garden, and he heard Satan talking to Eve and saying that ye shall not surely die. His orders from God was to exercise dominion in the earth, subdue it and have dominion over the earth, every creeping thing. That included the serpent that was creeping in the earth. Not only that, if Eve was moving on the earth, I guess that meant her too. So he could have said, hold it just a minute. You said, thou shalt not surely die, but God said, thou shalt surely die. Now you lied about it. Now I demand you to depart this planet and be gone now in the name of Almighty God. And I believe that just as you had snapped your finger, Satan had been banished from this planet forever. Because he had dominion, total dominion in the earth. But he didn't do it. Now, why he didn't do it, I don't know. He just simply didn't do it. He did not obey God. He disobeyed God. If he had not disobeyed God, Eve wouldn't have sinned. Now, I want to say that again. I'll say it a different way. Adam sinned first and not Eve. Eve sinned only after Adam failed to exercise the dominion and do what God told him to do. See, if he'd have done what God told him to do, then Eve would have got behind him on it. If he'd have said, no, Satan, you're lying about this, 
You get out of the garden. Why, she'd got her broom and she'd run him out of the garden. You know she would. She said, that's right. God did say that. You're just lying to us. Why, she'd have got right behind Adam and they'd run that snake out of the garden. There's no doubt about it. But you see, Adam disobeyed God. Disobedience is a sin. God told him to exercise dominion. Have dominion over the earth. Everything that creepeth on the earth. Now, there's some things that I think we need to see about the Son of Man. Jesus always called himself the Son of Man. He said, you'll see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of glory. See, when Jesus came to this earth and took the body of a man, he'll have the body of a man throughout eternity. Somehow we miss that. Even with his glorified body. Oh yeah, he's glorified all right. He's not suffering anymore. But the holes are still in his hands. The scars are still on his back. He walked up to Thomas and said, Stick your finger in the holes in my hand. And thrust your hand into my side. Then in another place he said, You'll see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of glory. There's something significant in that. In that Jesus became a man. He'll have the body of a man throughout eternity. He became as we were, that we might become as he was spiritually. It's powerful. It is strong. He told him then on another occasion, said, Handle me and see a spirit hath not flesh and bone as I have. They thought it was just a spirit they were seeing after he rose from the dead. But you see, he had a flesh and bone body. Not a flesh, blood, and bone body. His blood had been spilled. He entered into the holiest of holies with the blood and obtained eternal redemption for us with that blood. He has a flesh and bone body. He said, A spirit hath not flesh and bone as you see me have. Luke 24, 39. Paul makes the statement in 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. The only body that Jesus has on this earth today is you, the body of Christ. As a collective group, we are the only body that Jesus has on this planet. Now see, when Jesus went into the heavens and was seated there at the right hand of the Father, the Bible specifically and plainly says that he's seated there until his enemies are made his footstool. Footstool is something you put your feet on. And he is seated there. He's not coming back until the body of Christ gets their feet on the devil and comes forth victorious. He's coming for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. He's coming for a church that's in victory, not one that's sick and downtrodden and just barely getting along and praying that God will come get us out of this mess. <laughs> no, he's coming for a glorious church. And if we want Jesus to come back, then we're going to have to get after it and get the devil underfoot. God bless you. We do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. I trust you've been with us all this week. I know the Word of God has made a mark on your life. The Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and joints and the marrow. The Word of God discerns what you need when you hear it. It is a living substance. 
That's offer number 7303, Keys of the Kingdom is the title. Three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling, a total of $27. Keys of the Kingdom. Notice, not keys to the kingdom, keys of the kingdom. Jesus tells us how to operate in the principle of the kingdom. He gives us keys. And he said to Simon, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. After he had said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now, he wasn't just talking to Peter. He's talking to all believers. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The power of binding and loosing is on earth. It seems that God cannot do anything or stop anything on the earth unless some man requests it, prays it, or decrees it in faith based on the authority of the Word of God. That's the reason that some people are so confused, because they think, well, God controls everything. No, God is depending on you to take authority over the things on this earth. You need to know that you have authority to change things. You have authority to pray. You have authority to believe the Word of God, confess the Word of God, to change circumstances. He said, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. That means you can operate in the principles of the kingdom, like I said. If you had a key to the hotel, you could get in the hotel, but you might not be able to get in any room. But when you have the keys of the kingdom, you can operate fully in the kingdom of God and get your needs met in this life. Offer number 7303 for a total of $27. The toll-free order line is 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.